Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in the upstate of South Carolina. I'm your host, as always, Stan McCune. I am, as you know, a realtor here in Greenville, and all of my contact information is in the show notes, should you need to reach out to me for any reason. Um, And as well, just a reminder, as always, if you haven't given a rating or review to the show, I would really appreciate if you could do that. We have a few of them. The more we have, the merrier. It makes me feel better. makes me feel like this podcast is worthwhile, so I'd appreciate if you guys could just take a moment to click five stars, share some kind words with the rest of the people reading those reviews uh, to let them know, hey, this is a podcast worth listening to. I'd appreciate that. Um, Today, I'm going to be talking about something that I have never done before. I actually had to go to uh, North Greenville Summary Court for an eviction hearing. And the reason why I don't normally have to do this, I have rental properties and and we've had to evict before. Um, But the reason why I don't normally do this is because my property manager actually usually fills in for me. Um, And in this case, she was filling in for me, but felt like I needed to uh, be a part of it in case I needed to provide any supporting documentation because we had a unique situation. And so I figured you all would be interested in this. Um, for uh, to, to take a step back, um, I get this question from time to time. How is South Carolina and how is Greenville from the standpoint of uh, evictions? Is it more tenant-friendly? Is it more landlord-friendly? Um, and generally speaking, it is more uh, of a landlord-friendly area. There is um, a lot more common sense down here uh, that is typically exercised when it comes to evictions. Um, If a landlord provides adequate data that they have done their thing um, and that they've gone about things the right way, uh, usually they're just going to side with the landlord. They're not going to just let the tenant uh, just have an uh, you know hold a landlord hostage for no good reason. Now we had some some quirks during COVID. I did hear some uh, some instances in which uh, evictions were were not able to be done due to the rules that were set in place with eviction moratoriums and and all of that. Um, but even so, there were instances in which uh, that that was not the case as well. There were instances in which. We had uh, evictions that were still happening during COVID that, you know, where tenants did not have an excuse based on COVID, and judges were were still generally being favorable to that. Generally speaking, there there were, uh, of course, exceptions to that as well. What happened in the instance where I had to attend court yesterday was a, a particularly unique one. So I purchased a property recently. Uh, that was a, a, an extremely unusual type of situation in, in itself, um, where I had someone contact me that was like, hey, um, I just need to sell this property off ASAP. I'm willing to sell it for pennies on the dollar. I just, I need the money. I need to move on. I'm, I'm going out of the area. Um, and this was a lady that had just gotten this property from her divorced husband. Um, it was part of the of the divorce settlement. So, um, so I look at the property with her and, um, you know, we go through it. Um, there's all sorts of just garbage all, all over the place in the property. She, she was not living in the property. Nobody was living in the property. Um, there were, there was a dog in the front yard, interestingly, 
chained to the fence. Very friendly dog. Um, but the, pr- the property was just full of garbage all over the place. And so we start talking about, okay, what what is the deal with all this stuff? And she tells me that, well, actually my, uh, my ex-husband's sister has all this stuff. And she actually is claiming to me that she has a verbal lease in place with her brother uh where whereby she was basically using this house as storage she wasn't living there she she uh, apparently had a verbal lease in place to use as storage well well, we all know that that's uh, a bunch of crock um there is no way she's paying her brother to lease a house to have a bunch of garbage in it. I mean, literally, it was just a bunch of garbage. Nonetheless, when you have someone in South Carolina where we are a verbal lease state, you can have a verbal lease. It doesn't have to be written. Uh, Someone claims that they have a lease agreement. If you go in that property and start hauling their stuff out, they can take you to court. Well, guess what? I'm not a big fan of being sued. So I had to go about this the right way. I purchased the property, um, and I went ahead and had my property manager immediately give 30 days notice. Once the 30 days notice was up, we started the eviction process. Well, there are some quirks with doing this when you've got someone that is not living in the property that you're trying to evict them from. Like This is all screwed up. Um, And it was challenging just to find a constable that would even serve her um, at her residence that she lives at. Um, nonetheless, we were able to do that, and that led to her then disputing the eviction and asking for a hearing. Um, so that's what we did. We, Me and my property manager, uh, we go to the North Greenville Summary Court yesterday. We get together. Uh, we uh, are sitting there in the lobby talking, and in uh, roles, the lady and her son in what looks to be like basically a brand new BMW. I mean, it is, it's not, it's not like a 7 Series or anything like that, but it's a nice car. I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, a $40,000, $50,000 car. It looked immaculate. Nicer than my car. Nicer than my property manager's car. I mean, that was the nicest car in the parking lot by far was this lady's vehicle that she drove up in. Um, so she and her uh, and her son come in, and uh, we, uh, you know, enter the the courtroom. So uh, the judge walks in, young guy. I, I don't even know what his name is. Kind of doesn't even really matter. Um, he starts collecting information. We make our case, give him some of the supporting information, including the the uh, certified mail where the original notice was sent. Um, and then they make their case. Well, their case was, again, the people that ha- had just driven up in a what looks to be like a brand new BMW, um, they make the case that they, A, can't pay rent, they don't have enough money to pay rent, and they need the contents that of that they have that are in the building, okay, in this house. They need that stuff. R- reminder, it's all garbage in there. It's 100% garbage. It's been sitting in a house that is not air-conditioned or or heated. So who knows? I mean, it's probably got stuff growing in it, 
by this point. Um, it's it's a joke. It's a joke. Um, but they they claim that they need that stuff, but they also don't have enough money to get a U-Haul in order to haul the stuff away. Um, now they will have money. They, their paycheck comes in the first of the month. So they said that they will have the money the first of the month. Um, so we were actually in there for quite some time. I thought it was going to be pretty quick, but the, the judge was really agonizing over this. He was really, and of course the, the lady, uh, and her son both claimed to be disabled. The lady came in a wheelchair. I, I don't know, you know, whether that's, whether she was pretending or not, I'll assume that she wasn't. Um, again, it's hard to, to trust someone when when they have a really nice vehicle and they're claiming that they can't rent a U-Haul, which does not cost that much money to rent a U-Haul locally. Um, nonetheless, um, the the judge really agonized over it, and it he made a, a decision that was very surprising to me. So he looked at the certified mail where the notice was sent. And, and again, it was confusing whether it should be sent to the house itself, whether it should be sent to the, the property where this woman lives. Um, he identified that the zip code on there was not correct. Now, in Greenville, we have 29611, 29609, and 29607 zip codes all converge kind of near the same spot. There's like one little area in West Greenville where, where kind of all those zip codes kind of uh, converge uh, to a certain extent. Um, and my property manager had put 29611 on it. Then apparently the post office had changed it to 29607, but the legal address was 29609. Um, so the judge said this is actually not a valid 30 days notice but he wanted to i think he he sat there and he realized what these people were saying i mean i i can't tell you how many times he asked them now you haven't paid rent in april you haven't paid rent in may you haven't paid rent in june and you haven't paid rent in july and you can't afford it in august he he literally asked them so why didn't you save the money you would have been paying for rent towards getting a U-Haul all these months? Huh. Well, that's a great question. Maybe because they weren't paying rent before that. They just had their stuff in there and there was never a lease, you know, in agreement to begin with. There was never a lease in place to begin with. They were never making rent payments. She was she wasn't paying her brother to have garbage in this house. That house was just sitting vacant. It was just, you know, there was nothing going on with it. Anyway, he asked multiple times, the judge asked multiple times, he, he went through it and, and multiple different ways tried to ask them why they couldn't pay their rent. And of course, they didn't have an answer. They didn't even, uh, they couldn't even say how much the rent was that they were paying before. Um, so, it was all, I think he could tell, he was standing there and he could tell this was all basically a joke. But at the same time, they were asking for basically uh, a couple of weeks to get their stuff out. He's looking at it, seeing that the address was ever so slightly off. And of course, they're claiming that they never saw the mail. You know, it was, 
not delivered to them. Um, and, you know, they can make those claims. Um, so he decided to basically, in, in my opinion, meet us in the middle, which at the end of the day, I am okay with. It's, it's not my preferred solution, but I understand um, I, I understand where they're coming from. And as long as they get their stuff out um, and don't push us further, it's fine. And even if they don't, we're protected. So, so what he said was basically the 30 days notice is null and void because it was sent to the wrong address, which I thought that that was kind of a, kind of a cop out, but whatever the, the zip code, listen, mail is delivered with the wrong zip code all the time. As, as long as there's not an identical address somewhere else, um, in the same city with a different zip code. And there isn't, you can look it up. There isn't, um, Nonetheless, he said the 30 days notice is null and void, but he's counting the 30 days starting with when we made the eviction and not going to force us to file a different eviction. So basically, he's saying, uh, in essence, you can't evict tomorrow, but I'm going to let you evict after 30 days after this eviction uh, was filed, which was on July the 6th. And so he's basically giving them until August the 6th. And if they're not out by August the 6th, uh, we, they allowed us to actually um, pre-file uh, the writ of eviction. In the event that they are not out by the 6th, we can basically set out their stuff uh, on the first business day following. And they were fine with that. I was not as fine with that, but it is what it is. We're we're able to work with it. It's just a couple of weeks, basically, from uh, from today, and uh, and and we'll work with it. Um, but this is that that was a very interesting decision. I, I didn't know to expect that. Um, in case you're wondering, the courtroom. In case you're trying to picture what this is like, it's a massive courtroom, but it was just five of us, me, my property manager, the lady, her son, and the judge. We're all just there. Um, the, the, the lady multiple times interrupted the judge and he, uh, had to correct her, which I think was also something that he wasn't super thrilled about, you know, uh, of, of course, you know, could tell that, uh, this was not a situation where she knew how to compose herself in that type of environment. Um, son, uh, was the same way. Um, but the good news is that we are seeing a light at the end of the tunnel here. We had to go about it the proper way. Um, even if it was, none of it was true, you know, which I personally don't think any of it was true. I don't think that they ever had a lease agreement in place. I think that they, uh, that they did receive notice. As a matter of fact, my property manager had, uh, verbally told them. And, and here's kind of the, the frustrating thing is you can have a verbal lease, but you can't have a verbal termination to the lease. The termination has to be in writing and it has to be received. When you give them 30 days notice, you can't verbally tell them that. We had verbally told them that multiple times, but without them receiving the mail, they can claim, well, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't receive 30 days, uh, 30 days notice. And so, um, and, and of course, uh, technically they don't have to receive it. Technically, again, if you, if you send it certified and they don't 
accept it, um, then uh, my understanding is that the courts are fine with with ex- with moving forward under the assumption that they rejected that that they should have received it that you made um, a good faith effort to inform them and at that point then the eviction is valid. Um, but this is a situation where we're at. So I've actually been working on this property since the beginning of the year. Um, they uh, the lady that was selling it first contacted me at the beginning of the year, but we had a lot of different things to go through because she had the divorce element. She had a death in the family that uh, caused some some consternation and whatnot. Then she, she got pregnant, um, just all sorts of things. Um, and so I've been working on this since the beginning of the year. I just want this house so I can, uh, I can flip it, make it usable again. It's an eyesore on the street. Um, and, oh, and by the way, the dog, I didn't even mention the dog. Um, they just leave that dog out there. That dog, you know, I I could probably have a case for that dog being neglected and I'm considering, uh, you know, making that case, but the dog is neglected. They have a, a lock on the gate, uh, so that, you know, we can't even enter the property. Um, it's all very, very frustrating. And this is, uh, this is the way it is, though. At the end of the day, when you are investing in real estate, there is a lot of quirks. There are a lot of quirks that you have to deal with. And there is a lot of weird little twists and turns that you run into, and this is one of them. My first time in an eviction court type of setting, um, and it was interesting. We kept it cordial. Nobody, uh, you know, nobody said anything bad about anyone else. Um, I think the judge uh, would have had issues with that if we had, but they didn't do that. We, of course, didn't do that. We stuck to the facts. We stuck to the book. We did everything the best we could, and here we are. We're a couple weeks away. If they don't have their stuff out, then we are going to put it out at the street and call it a day, and that'll be it. Um, so I hope that that gives you some insight Short episode today, but I hope that that gives you some insight, uh, a look into my life, a look into the life of a real estate investor, some of the things that we have to do, a look into the life of a landlord. People um, give landlords a bad rap uh, a lot of times. Listen, we have to deal with a a lot of crap as well. It's uh, Obviously, there are bad landlords out there, but there are a lot of bad tenants, Um so that's just something that we have to deal with. That's something we have to live with. It is what it is, uh, as I like to say. That's that's my New Jersey coming out. It is what it is. You know, it is what it is. Um, but uh, that's it for today's episode. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments, feedback, house you need to sell, a house you need to buy, all those good things, my contact information is in the show notes. Um, as well, as I always say, leave us a rating, leave a review to the show. I'd appreciate that as well. Until next time, I hope you guys stay safe, stay cool, stay out of the rain, enjoy the rest of the week.